It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And I'm also posting on Facebook, letting everybody know that we are here live, eh? Broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage <laughs> on the greatest, awesomest internet radio in the world, eh? So, like, wait, if, let me just say www.twintalkcast.com and also on the largest internet radio network. In the world. That's live365.com. And if you just saw, we are live now. Tune in to www.twintalkcast.com on Facebook. That was me posting it, eh? <laughs> that was my thumb pushing it on there. Anyways, we are so happy that you're listening to us yet again. Another another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. And we do really broadcast out of Theo Luis's garage. We are inside a garage, and we've been doing this for uh, a while now, and we've been broadcasting to the world, and we're so happy you listened to us. Dude, we're in the valley, in the garage, nice weather, chemtrails y todo, eh? Anyway, we wanna, we got a fantastic show. <laughs> we have a fantastic show coming up right now, so we want you to stay tuned because it's awesome, um, awesome show. But before we let you know what we're going on, I want to remind everybody to friend us on Facebook on Twin Talk Show and chat us up throughout the show. And also give us a call at 626-275-8946. And we want you to listen, eh, because we don't want to be doing this all in vain, eh? Like we're here. Eh? In like, vain, he says. In vain, eh? In vain, he says. So what? we have a great show coming on. Angel, what do we got going on Oh, this show? dude, we got a really cool show, a really cool guest. In fact, he's walking up the driveway right now uh, from the Grammy-nominated uh, industrial and pioneers of the industrial metal band Ministry. We got the drummer, Aaron Rossi. He looks like a pretty cool cat. I've never met him in person. We've been talking for a while. He's going to be here. We're going to talk about what he's up to now. You know he's managing bands, eh? That's awesome. Yeah, I heard about that. You told me about that. I can't wait to get into that. So He's a cool cat. He's walking. He's he's going under the door right now. See right, right here, Aaron. And so right also there, coming up with uh, coming up later in the show um, with the latest from the ground in Moore, Oklahoma, from NBC Los Angeles. John Caddy's Climax is going to be checking in and giving us the skinny on what's going on on the ground in more Oklahoma. And also, of course, like we do every week on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel with the News and Dirty Laundry, sitting in for Jackie Casas, News and Dirty Laundry <laughs> reporter uh, from NBC Los Angeles, multimedia uh, guy and the voice, the voice of Twin, Twin Talk. Talk, voiceover artist and multimedia reporter Jeff Johnson, what's up, Jeff? What's going yo, on yo, with yo, the, yo. What's going on with the news and dirty laundry in a little while? We've got quite a bit. We have the latest on what's going on in Oklahoma. Awesome. And in case you haven't heard, LA has a new mayor finally. Uh. Oh yeah, they were voting on that yesterday, huh? I can't yeah, wait. Yesterday, to hear. W- yesterday was the runoff election, so we're going to talk about that. Also, a uh, suspected terror attack on the streets of London. Oh. We're going to talk about that as well. And also, we've got some other stories we'll save for later in the show. So that's it with the news and dirty laundry. Sitting in for Jackie Casas, Jeff. <laughs> 
Johnson. He did it last week. A.K.A. Awesome. the man. A.K.A. <laughs> the real Jeff Johnson. That's right. Hey. Follow me on Twitter, at real Jeff Johnson. <laughs> hey, home, man. You uh, you know, Jackie, you got nothing on Jackie's hip wind, though. Eh? <laughs> She's got the hip wind movement on. Well, I won't be having hip wind movement. I just have a great voice. Yeah. That's Whatever, what I mean. dude. I don't want to hear about any you kind of wind. No hip wind. No breaking wind. No making wind. None of that. But you have you do have a great voice, Holmes. Thanks. And uh, that's if, good use of wind, eh? If yeah. you do recognize <laughs> Jeff Johnson's multimedia reporter's voice, he's also the voice that you first voice you've ever heard on Twin Talk. He does all our our voiceover. He does the intro, all that stuff for Twin Talk, and we're honored that that he did that for us. It's a real honor, and it's you know he's a f- legit full fledged uh, journalist. Look at well. him! Look at him! He's Glad awesome. To do it. He's all serious and shit, all like modest, like <laughs> like nothing, eh? Like uh, like Clint Eastwood, eh? He doesn't get phased. Yeah, like, but he doesn't talk to chairs. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so let's stay tuned for the news and dirty laundry with Jeff Johnson. Stay tuned for Aaron Rossi. Also, want to remind everybody that jo- oh well, and also jo- John Caddy's Climac with uh, the news from the ground in Oklahoma. Also want to remind everybody to please chat us up on Facebook on live during the show. You can chat us up on Twin Talk Show. Also follow us on Twitter at Twin Talk Show. But give us a call at 626-275-TWIN. That's 626-275-8946. Bro, how was your week, bro? My week was good, eh? But let's tell everybody who we had last week, eh? Oh, yeah. Let's tell them. Go ahead. Last week, you can find all our shows. They're available on demand at TwinTalkCast.com. And on iTunes, just search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel on iTunes. Uh, last week, we had the cool-ass uh, rock band. They're hard, like a garage sound yep. band fronted by a hot chick. They're called Radio Suicide. Yep. Yep. They were here talking about their, their new single and their new uh, video. You can see that video on our Facebook. Just scroll down. She's hot. Go to TwinTalkCast.com. You'll see it. It'll be the, the one on the homepage. It's called Body Slam. And a poet slam because we also had a, 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 a spoken word artist and activist and activist Adrian Kluchek. 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 She she schooled us on the on the she schooled us. <laughs> uh, he, me. He, she schooled me. I, he I have, schooled you. He schooled. Oh. There he goes again. You know the interesting thing about the Adrian Kluchek is he's a poet. Uh, slam poet and also an activist because he's a, he's a, uh, he speaks for transgendered, gay, lesbian, and also any bullied kids. There you go. There you go. I need to be schooled some more. Yeah, right? a lot, dude. <laughs> anyways, he Any, was awesome. I got to tell you. Anyways, he he was a uh, he was a subject of a uh, of a, a award winning uh, documentary uh, uh, called Trans. Asterisk formation. The neat thing about this, I, I think we he was a, he was a great conversation. Uh, he's 17 years old, a very well-spoken uh, um, activist, a good poet, uh, very good poet. Oh, and, and recited life. And and I actually had got a little debate with him because, you know, the gay and lesbian movement has a big, gay, lesbian, transgender has a big movement right now as to, you know, to try to keep people from bullying um, the, the people of the gay, lesbian, and transgendered population. But my gripe is there's bullies against all kids. You know, and uh, and we had a really good discussion about that. And let me tell you, I respect that kid. Yes. He held his own, and he was very well spoken. Indeed, he was undaunted. And I and I recommend everyone to listen to that show. Plus, he slammed it live. <laughs> also, he was but good. but you can click on previous. You can po- check it out, Aaron. You can click on. I don't pre- know if you checked out our website yet, buddy. You can. <laughs> 
you can click on previous podcasts, and uh, there are an array of uh, an array of podcasts there uh, of all our previous shows. You know, my brother's a control freak. Eh? He's he's shutting off the mic right now. Angel, <laughs> I'm trying to get it. I'm, tr- I'm trying to move the show along. It's cool. So, how was your week, bro? How was your week? My week was good. Eh, we did that hike again. Eh. That hike, that family hiking trip that we did, but this time it was a different mix of family, eh? Okay. But uh, my uh, my sister invited one of her mailman friends, our sister, our sister, uh, <laughs> and it was nice. really good. We had this mailman, eh? Because when we came down the mountain, we ended up like at a different spot. So we were walking through different to urban streets to try right. to find where we parked. Oh yeah. <laughs> so half of our hike was in the streets. But check it out. Wild animals, eh? This this blue pit bull, man, totally attacked us, eh? Really? It was the scariest shit, man. Was he alone? Was he with anybody? No, it looked like it was. It belonged to somebody because it had like a collar and it was all well taken care of and shit. And he went towards directly towards Scott, who happens to be a, a, a mailman. Oh, uh, Of course, because he's a mailman. He totally handled it, eh? If it wasn't for him, man, we he would did? be mauled, eh? He totally what handled did he do? it. Nobody was hurt. He had a backpack, you know, and he just like put it in front of him like he had this move like he had been practicing it like he's been, he's been a mailman for 30 years. eh? Uh-huh. You could totally tell because he he did it kind of like a like a torero, you know, uh-huh. like a bullfighter, yeah, like uh-huh. but he, he kind of moved a certain well. <laughs> and the, I mean, he was charging that dog was charging and he but once he saw him do the move, he just like stopped. It like stunned the dog uh-huh. like 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 six feet away from him. So everyone I mean, six inches away from him. So. Oh, six, that close. So everyone should have a mailman if you're going hiking. If you're going hiking, take your local mailman with you. Eh? I was jumping <laughs> on the cars. Eh? You should have seen me. Like, I was screaming like a bitch at that bitch. I was like, jump on the cars. Jump on the cars. <laughs> That's funny. No pictures of that? No, Charlie, who has time for pictures, eh? <laughs> Shit. Oh, that's but great. that was exciting. It was a good hike, you know. But man, I'm I'm really serious. If it wasn't for Scott, eh, <laughs> you would be talking to a one-legged twin, eh? Well, I'm glad you made it, bro. I'm glad that you guys didn't get bitten and didn't need any rabies uh, shots. So, how was your weekend, eh? Because I know you only asked me because you want me to ask you back. No, you know what? I just want to talk about you know the weekend. I had a pretty uneventful weekend. I went to my son's uh, you know uh, the baseball game. He's fantastic. It's so fun. I do want to. Nicholas is playing. Ball? Yeah, he's playing ball. He's just great, you know. Oh, um, right it's a lot of fun. Um, I did a lot of cleaning in the house. That's all I did, man. I was the, the domestic thing, just cleaning house, organizing. My daughter, as you know, is home from college, so uh, she's helping me clean. <laughs> With a piercing on her lip. Yeah, a piercing <laughs> on the lip. Uh, uh, and and on her belly button, I found out as well. Oh, so I wanted to. I, I wanted, you know, I had a good weekend, but um, um, I wanted to say one more thing about the weekend. I, I lost train of thought because you brought up my daughter's piercing. See what it does. You, you know? went, um, you cleaned house, and you didn't. You went to a, a donut run. I don't remember what it was. Oh, you know, I do have to say. Remember, I called you in the morning and said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And you said, "Oh, I'm on the hike." Well, it's because I was actually driving to your house in the morning because I had gone and done a donut run. I got a dozen donuts and three coffees, oh, and I was going to go to your house and sit down and have coffee and donuts with you. My boys were still asleep with, uh, at home with Nalani. I said, I'm going to have coffee with my brother. Completely forgot that you were on that hike. You're bringing me and my wife coffee? Yes, I had three cups, large cups of coffee. Now, you know what? If you would have said beer, I would have told you the truth. I was inside. <laughs> I really wasn't hiking, eh? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, a miss out on that one. So there you go. Yeah, that was totally a miss out, Abe. <laughs> Thanks for thinking about me. But, hey, we also think about all our friends out there, uh, and that's why we do the shout-outs. And the shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts. 
because you got to get their hair pimped at one time or another. Even you, Aaron, you could just shave that head over there at Express Cuts, Holmes. Anyways, I want to give some shout-outs to some new friends, eh? They friended us on Facebook because they're friends of Aaron, eh? Barris John, I think I pronounced it right. Rachel Rosen. Awesome. And Johnny Udell. That's Johnny without an H, eh? Hey, Rachel, you related to John? <laughs> Are you related to John Rosen for Fox News? Poor guy. Also, uh, Gloria Divia and Malcolm Wells Wellsfar. And this, what's up with this name? Roni Militia Shiner, eh? <laughs> it's a, pretty interesting. There's a story out of that, I bet. <laughs> uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to Julie Wood, eh, homegirl? Good to see you the other day at my wife's job, eh? I went there twice last week. <laughs> keeping her on check, eh? Also, a shout-out to Murky Mercs, eh? It's about time I give you a shout-out, huh? Also, Lou Babinga from the band KL2, somewhere in... The Midwest over there, huh? call in. Also, Scott, the mailman, eh? Thanks for saving us. I'm not kidding you, Jose. <laughs> it was scary. And uh, also, a special shout-out to Jackie Casas. Hey, eh? Jackie, we miss you. We love you. But, hey, Jeff's handling it. Jeff is handling it, eh? You're a friend and nemesis at Do the you same have time. any shout-outs, eh? Uh, I don't have a shout-out, bro. I don't. No? Okay. Well, those are your shout-outs. How about you there, uh, 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 Jeff? No, I don't have any today, really. How about you, Aaron? You got any shout-outs? Yeah, Big Swerve, John Fisher, Glenn Fisher. Thanks for everybody who uh, rode in. Rachel, Malcolm, Barris. And let's go fishing, Holmes. <laughs> Anyways, those are your shout-outs brought to you by <laughs> Express Cuts because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts at 10420 Laura Sousa Road at the city of El Monte, but we say Big Monte, Holmes. And tell them the twins sent you, eh? The massage your earlobes, eh? <laughs> All right. Shoo! We'll be right back with the news and dirty laundry.
dropping our bombs the southern hemisphere people are starving they live right here and they turn down walls in the name of peace and the killing each other in the middle east yeah Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And you're listening us to us live. Live. Did I say live? You said live, eh? Live at Theo Lu- coming out of Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And we thank you for joining us again like you do every week. And you're listening to me alive. <laughs> We're also coming out on the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live 365. Because if not, I'd be a zombie. I'd be like, Urgh. Anyways, we have a fantastic show from, the, from the groundbreaking Urgh. industrial metal band Aaron Rossi. He's going to be with us in a little while. Also, from NBC Los Angeles. Uh, straight off, out of the ground, out of the ground, <laughs> on the ground, straight out of NBC Los Angeles, on the ground in um, in more, in more uh, Cause Oklahoma. Because that, that's all there is, eh? <laughs> in more Oklahoma, uh, John Caddy's Climax is going to be joining eh? us. Anyway, but right now, <laughs> what time is it, bro? Uh, right now, uh, uh, it's time for the news and the dirty laundry, but... This time, it's brought to you by 
Jeff Johnson. In the building. Ready to go. Sitting in for our Jackie Casas, who usually brings the news and dirty laundry and the boobs. This time, uh, also uh, out of NBC, multimedia journalist and the voice over artist and the voice of Twin Talk, Jeff Johnson. What's up, Jeff? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thanks so much for being with us again. No problem. It's always a pleasure to be in Tia Luis's garage. So it uh, is, eh? Uh, it must. It must have been a crazy week with all that's going on with for you and NBC. Huh? Definitely, definitely. Um, What's yeah. happening in NBC? What's the big deal? Eh? Oh, just news. That's what we do. You that's know, right. it's been a crazy news year in general. A lot of stuff's been happening this year. We're not even halfway through it yet. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So let's get right to it. Uh, Oklahoma, as you all know, the big story of the week: those devastating tornadoes that smashed through. Uh, the uh, Oklahoma City area, specifically the town of Moore, where that EF5 tornado touched down. A uh, five, dude. A five, which means that the winds were in excess of 200 miles an hour. Just imagine the sheer power uh, of a storm like that. I can't imagine. I've been in hurricanes before, but I've never seen 200-mile-an-hour winds. Well, you know, the other day I had a double cheeseburger, and it came. I let some win. It get, came pretty close, eh? Is that right? Yeah. Well, let me stay away from you. <laughs> So, uh, so we now know we now know that 24 people are confirmed dead. Uh, that may that number may rise, it may not. Uh, many of the dead now, actually, all of them have now been identified by the medical examiner. Many of them um, are children and young children, babies included. So, truly sad. And uh, one thing that I thought was pretty cool about the whole thing was that uh, Kevin Durant, the uh, star of the Oklahoma City Thunder, he pledged one million dollars to help those victims. And A the, million. And the franchise wow. uh, Thunder actually matched his pledge, so they're also going to donate a million dollars. You know what I have to? You know what I think is pretty fucked up about this tornado? Eh? Not only. It, it, what is pretty fucked up about it is that everywhere you see... It's everywhere, a tornado. That's what's fucked everywhere, up about no, it. Every, no, not the tornado, but everybody on the news and, and people just keep saying, more Oklahoma tornadoes. Dude, we just had one. What do you want another one for, Ray? Eh? I don't understand. What do, you, what do you mean? They want more fucking tornadoes. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> More Oklahoma tornado. More Oklahoma tornado. No, more that was, coverage. That was a uh, joke gone bad. That was a good so very anyway. <laughs> so more uh, on the more on the Oklahoma tornado. No more, eh? Now no you more may you, you may or may not have known this, but um, this is an area that obviously is no stranger to tornadoes. It's in a, a, an area of the country called Tornado Alley. They have a lot of tornadoes there, and specifically in this area. Uh, other deadly tornadoes <laughs> hit in 99 and also 2003. So. That's a good name. That's going to call my ass, eh? <laughs> Tornado um, Alley time. Huh? Now, a cool, little, a cool little local angle to this story. There's a, a local minister. Um, I actually wrote this story for the 11 o'clock news last night. Awesome. Um, he is uh, calling on his fellow... Uh, people, Angelinos, to uh, help load a 16-foot U-Haul truck with uh, food, clothes, supplies, other goods. Um, they started collecting at uh, 8 o'clock this morning. That's and great. They are uh, still collecting now for another 15 minutes, I believe, till 8 o'clock tonight at the uh, Sunland Community Church. And they're going to drive this truck 1,300 miles to uh, Oklahoma. They're calling it the Hunger Buster uh, truck, <laughs> wow. and they're going to take it out there to uh, to help out, which I think is a really cool thing. It's a great, it's a great, you know, thing to do. And uh, you know, him and his wife, I watched their interview, uh, and you know, they're, they they uh, they seem to be great people, and uh, we're definitely going to follow up with them and see if uh, the truck makes it to Oklahoma and does what it needs to do. Well, I think it's great. You know, the well, thing- it shouldn't go through the valley, eh? 
the they're thing. gonna make it. Eh? There's a lot of dispensaries. Eh? They're gonna see Hunger Buster all over it. Orale. munchies. <laughs> the thing that's uh, the, I think that's neat is that you know what um, people pull together in situations mm-hmm. like this. Now the interest. Another thing, on a little side note, uh, people have been talking about. I heard people talking about. Oh my God, these tornadoes! More and more people are dying. More and more devastation each time it happens. Man, this climate change, dude. It's not about global warming. First of all. Okay, it's about chemtrails, no, eh? No, here's the it deal. Is, eh? The deal is that we are expanding. We are uh, cities are being built more and more dense, densely built in ru- what were before rural areas. No, it's so now, so now more when a tornado attacks, when a tornado attacks, when a tornado <laughs> hits, okay. more people are likely to be hurt, hit. Or okay. killed. Didn't you see that video? There's nothing out there, eh? Even before the tornado. Not anymore, dude. Out. Let me tell you. You know, you, you, you hit on it really good on that post you put on Facebook with the trifecta. Right. All the, all the crap that was, that was happening with the, 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 the what do you call it? The, uh, the administration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all the bad news going on on the administration, yeah. the president's. The scandal, yeah. The scandal. There you go. And then all of a sudden, there's this tornado. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're, you know. What don't a, beat this, don't what beat a coincidence! I didn't say that. Let I never me, said that. Well, let me tell you, there's 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 a possibility. Uh, uh, chemtrails, what they're spray, spraying out <laughs> up there, what they're spraying in the air is uh, they're metals. They're metals that they're spraying in the air for many reasons. One of them is to make the soils uh, not uh, able yeah, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, produce yeah. and to make us sick. Another thing is with these metals out there and 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 the, the ability to manipulate metal with magnet and electro. What, just get to the point. The point they is that you're mani- saying they can manipulate. You're weather saying that, like that, that the government is manipulating the weather in order to uh, to, to dist- cover up to distract. Yes. From the from the scandal. Uh, that's what Alex Jones said from from uh, he the, said that? the conspiracy theorist. Yeah. But you know what? I, I I'm I, I don't think that the government pulled off a F five tornado. Hey, why don't you give um, me credit? But, I said it. Eh? I, why you got to say it? But I, I Alex looking. Jones said it like a couple days ago. But here's the deal, bro. The problem, regardless of whether the government did it or not, we need to not be distracted to what's going on in the government. And I'm going to be talking about that on the Patriot and my Patriot Pass later on. I'm going to be talking about how this is an attack, what's going on, uh, the scandal, an attack on the First Amendment. But we'll move on on this on this topic. Okay. <laughs> so You got some more news on that? Uh, I do. Do oh, do we have Klimak? Um, in about a second, we're going to have John Klimak okay. with that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's all I had on Oklahoma. Was waiting on waiting on Klimak to give us the the lowdown on the ground. Okay, so well, since they were hiding in the bathrooms, eh? You know, they said that they were that the kids were screaming, but they were getting mud in their mouths. It was shit, eh? Oh, that's gross, dude. Anyway, to, to give us all the crap on the skinny on the ground uh, from uh, Oklahoma in Oklahoma in more Oklahoma from NBC Los Angeles. Uh, reporter John Caddy's Klimak. Hey, John, how you doing? Fantastic, guys. How are you? All right, John. Thanks so much for taking the time. I know that you've been working your behind off over there, trying to get all the stories and coverage on the Oklahoma uh, tornado. So thanks a lot for doing this. Give Paint us a picture. Uh, Jeff Johnson gave us all the stats on, on the damage and the numbers and all that. But what? Give us paint us a picture for what it's like. Uh, on what it's like to be on the ground in Oklahoma right now. You know, tonight we uh, we got a uh, really, our, believe it or not, even though we've been here for three days now, our first deep glimpse into what happened here. And I say that because when we arrived, 
at first, it was very difficult to get into the area. The night we arrived, Monday night, right after the tornado came through, um, it was already nightfall by the time we came. The plane came overhead, and you could look out the window of the plane, and you could see the lights of the city, except for that part where the tornado had gone through. It was, there were obvious black holes on the ground below us, and when people started to notice on the plane that as we got closer and got lower, because the airport really is only 20 minutes from, from where this is, uh, you could see the flashing lights of the emergency crews that were on the ground. And I heard somebody on the plane gasp, because that's when everyone kind of realized wow. that was what that was. Wow. Um, we got into the area. The first thing we saw immediately were all the, the power lines that were down, lines across the road. Um, once we got off the freeway, you know, they had already started to board up some of the windows at a, at a, at a Walgreens. Uh, daylight on Tuesday was the first time we got to really see what everybody was experiencing. Um, we went into these neighborhoods. We talked to people uh, about what they had lost. Not a lot of people were able to go back to their homes just yet. They had quarantined the section off. And um, uh, the people that were there were the ones who either stayed in their underground shelters or had somehow been able to sneak in. Some people were sleeping in tents outside their homes wow. because their homes were gone. Uh, we met a we met an, an older woman. I believe her name was Debbie, and uh, and she talked about how she she and her husband went into their their cellar to, to wait it out, and they have a, a vent in the in the roof of the cellar. And it's really it's only like ten steps down down into this tiny room, probably no bigger than you know a regular bathroom in somebody's in somebody's house. But um, there's a vent that allows air to to escape, and they said that the wind had blown off the top of the vent, so they could actually see the sky wow. from their cellar, and they saw all the debris flying across it as the tornado was going through. Wow. Um, and, and the door to the cellar was this, this heavy metal door, and she said the hail that was falling, it almost sounded like somebody was knocking to the point where they said, somebody might be knocking. Wow. And they checked it, and they opened it right before the tornado came through, and it was a neighbor of theirs and their dog. They Whoa. quickly let them come in with them, shut it back down. They said within a minute the tornado blasted through and took everything. Um, they were underground for about 35 minutes, and then she said that her husband said, are you are you ready? Because we don't know what we're going to see. And she said, yeah. And we said, okay. And they opened it up, they walked up, and they saw that everything was gone. Wow. Imagine that. I mean, that's like, that's like, it's like an apocalyptic vision. That's amazing. Um it's amazing. Yeah, and then, what, uh, what's the feeling like? The people that you've been talking to, I'm sure there's a sense of, of, of I don't know, of, of sorrow or, or, or what is there, of rebuilding? What kind of sense do you get from the people that are there? You know, it varies. There was one woman who I asked her, you see, on this one street that we spent a lot of time on, on one side of the street, the homes, everything was destroyed, but on one side of the street, the homes still had some walls. On the other side of the street, they were gone. It was just the foundation to the house. And that's where I was talking to one woman who, um, who I asked her, like, you know, what, what are you going to do now? Do you talk insurance? Are you talking rebuilding? And she said, I can't do this anymore. I, we can't, we can't be here anymore. Wow. And, and that was it. And that's when she broke down. Hey, um, hey, hey John. Others. Go ahead, go ahead. John, this is Angel. Uh, um, I'm curious. Did you have a chance to talk to any of the kids? You know what? Tonight on the 11 o'clock news, you're going to hear a story about a little girl who was in the. Uh, elementary school, the one that uh, was destroyed where they started to find some of uh, the remains of some of the kids that were there. Um, she was she was at that school. She's one of the lucky ones, and then you'll and you'll find out why. But um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the kids 
are not coming into the area right now because it's so dangerous. Most of the people we're seeing are adults who are coming through to, to try to get their stuff. Um, but this little girl was there because her house was spared. It, uh, amazingly spared because their house was right in the middle of, you know, all the other houses that, that were torn up. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the, the stories that we're hearing, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of pride about where they live, you know, even though they know that they live in this tornado alley and, you know, the path that this tornado took apparently took the same path of another tornado in 1989, and everybody remembers it. And, um, you know, but, but these are resilient people. There are signs up everywhere that say, we survived 2013 and uh, more strong. We're going to come back more strong, you know, play on the, on the name of the town. Wow. It's, that's... Uh, it, it's, a, it's a sombering feeling to be here, and it's also a humbling one because, you know, a lot of these people, you know, work their whole lives, and I think they have their little piece of paradise. Sure. You know, for many of them, it's just gone. So you're going to be there another couple of days uh, bringing back the stories uh, of uh, uh, from Oklahoma? That's true. You can find all of our reports on NBCLA.com. Also posting photos on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at John NBCLA. I highly recommend. Hey, I got, hey uh, John, I need some parts for my car, eh? Can you pick me some? <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place. There's so much, I don't think it can even fit in Steel Luis's garage. <laughs> Uh, I recommend everyone uh, to go uh, check out uh, John um, John's Twitter handles. Uh, they are Twitter is at John NBCLA and uh, Instagram uh, uh, at John NBCLA. He's posting some amazing photos of the devastation and the triumph in Oklahoma. John, thanks so much for uh, coming on uh, Twin Talk with us, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Good night. Hey, uh, amazing. I, I, you know there. We got some audio of uh, right after they they rescued the kids. From, uh, you mean uh, from the school? From the yeah, from the school. Uh, we got audio of the kids up here. The- uh. <laughs> oh, that's uh, God. exclusive Jesus audio Christ. to Twin Talk. Right? I-, I will agree with you. You will only hear this on Twin Talk. <laughs> oh my God! I have to admit, I was fooled. I was fooled. <laughs> Okay, brother. Uh, okay, okay. Maybe they should We're go see total. a movie. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it's a devastation that happens in... Okay, bro. Kill it. Done. No pun intended. Kill it. <laughs> anyway, so um, uh, devastation. Uh, but yeah, there's some amazing photos <laughs> and images coming out of Oklahoma. And our hearts do go out to the people that have been affected. The 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 love The love... People that have lost loved ones and uh, and property, we our hearts go out to you all. We hope that you guys make it past. Uh, you know, you know, with with your heads up turned up high, and you and you, you know, life treats you better from here on out. Hang in there, yeah. Man. All right, what do we got going on in news dirty laundry? All right, continuing on with the news. Um, tonight, L.A. has an officially has a new mayor. Uh, last night, in case you haven't heard, L.A. Councilman Eric Garcetti defeated City Controller Wendy Gruel. Uh, this election definitely set some spending records. Um, they racked up millions and millions of dollars in ad spending. Garcetti won. Garcetti won. Wasn't he won. He, like he, he won fifty-four to forty-six percent. And he took to his Twitter page to thank all his supporters. He said, "Quote: Thank you, Los Angeles. The hard work begins. But I'm honored to lead this city for the next four years. Let's make this a great city again." Wasn't Davato the DA before? His father was. Oh, oh, Gil Garcetti. Gil Garcetti was his father, the the, the, the district attorney of uh, Los Angeles. Um, I got something to say about that. Um, I I wasn't able to vote 
because I don't live in the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> but but I, as you know, we cover that these elections. And and um, I wasn't a big fan of Garcetti. I know Garcetti. Uh, I wasn't a big fan for him to be a mayor. I wasn't a fan of any of them except for the Republican who was who didn't even make it past the primary. <laughs> what a surprise! So <laughs> so we had Wendy Gruel and Eric Garcetti. All these people have been uh, politicians in L.A. forever, and they, they're just the political careers in L.A. I did like Wendy Grill because she 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 has a, a reputation of being the person who's like the watchdog to making sure people are spending money, uh, you know, and not just you know spending it frivolously. But I made an observation on one of my coverage days, one uh, one of the days when I went to watch to to shoot Garcetti when he arrived at the first election, when he arrived to shoot to him vo- on camera, eh? on camera, be clear with that shit. Eh? When I went to shoot the story of Garcetti arriving to the poll booths. Um, the, to- uh, the poll booths uh, voting for himself. He walks up. We, he, it, it, the the uh, polling, the ballot. It's an auto vote, huh? The, ba- <laughs> the poll place was at a school, and he walks onto the school grounds, and the media is sitting back. We're shooting him as he's walking up with his head up high and everything, and he's holding hands with his wife. Okay? His wife is a lovely, <laughs> uh, statuesque, blonde woman, uh, taller than him, and he's a, he's a rather petite man, but... The woman, Eric was, yes. The woman was holding his hand. You know what I'm saying? Like his hand was, her hand was on top of his. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. Not the other way around. You know, yeah. like when you hold a girl's hand, your hand's supposed to be on top of hers. <laughs> right. Her hand was on top of his, as, and she was leading him forward like a little boy. Really. And I'm like, who is going to run the city? It was like a Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton thing all over again. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so the new mayor is really. Mrs. Garcetti. We need a Hispanic as, as mayor. Eh? Well, speaking, we, had the, we had that. Speaking like, of Bill Clinton, you know like he was I one said. of the, he was one of the ones to uh, endorse uh, Wendy Grew along with Magic Johnson and Senator Barbara Boxer. So, you know there were no shortage of uh, star power uh, endorsements for Wendy Grew. You know what's interesting is that Wendy Grew actually had the but unions lost, behind right? her, but she lost. Yeah, she had the unions behind her. I don't know what really put it over the edge for Garcetti. Except she for the didn't fact, pay her dues, eh? Except for the fact you that you got to pay your dues. Well, you know, you know, you know. Some people, some people are some Union people. Dues. Some people consider this election kind of like a referendum on DWP. Uh-huh. You a know, lot of people don't like DWP, yeah, yeah. and they kind of linked her with DWP because so, of the union. Yeah, so that may have had. You know that may have played a That's role. That's a good hey, point. Hey, I've 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 been to county jail. Hey, I've paid my dues. Hey, you guys. <laughs> You could vote for me next time. I will say this, though. Garcetti uh, comes from a legacy of politicians here, including uh, Gil, his father, who was a DA here for many years. The controversial. You have a story with, with uh, Gil Garcetti? I do have a story with I Garcetti. I remember that story. Uh, yeah. Do I, do I want to get into want, that? You don't want to get into it? Uh, yeah. Not no, it's, not, it's not a good one. But I didn't get arrested by him or anything. No. Anyway, so uh, I did but, shoot, he, but he, I did shoot an interview with Gil Garcetti to, uh, when I worked with uh, 60 Minutes. And uh, during the interview, the correspondent... Uh, you know, gave him the softball questions at the beginning, and then yeah. towards the end, gave him the hardball questions, and he got pissed off and stood up and just barged out of the room <laughs> with his microphone attached, dragging the sound guy and everything with him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Garcetti. Now, uh, to uh, to kind of wrap up this story, um, outgoing lame duck mayor Antonio Villaraigosa, he also issued a statement. <laughs> <Lame> duck. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, that's, that's basically he, was, he yeah. is a lame duck now. Yeah. Um, he issued a statement on his Facebook page this morning. He thanked Wendy Gruel and he congratulated Eric Gar- uh, Garcetti. He said, "Eric is a true leader who I trust to guide our city into its bright futures. I know I'm leaving Los Angeles in good hands. I look forward to working with Eric and his team over the next month for a seamless transition so that we can help LA moving in the right direction." Another guy hey, who. Uh, 
can almost who can who who will demolish the Spanish language? You remember when? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Eh? That's yeah. why I said we we didn't really have a Hispanic just because he walked out of school in the in the '60s in East LA. Yeah, and he mean, he 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 had to learn Spanish. He was trying to say I'm the Hispanic, and he couldn't even speak Spanish. Garcetti is the same way. <laughs> Garcetti tries to play it off as a Latino. He's like the Latino guy from LA, and his commercials were horrible. But isn't it? I don't t- know how he won. His commercials were like a freaking AT and T commercial. Hey Jose, but isn't isn't he, isn't Garcetti Italian? Garcetti is an Italian name. That's Latin. but I think he's got Jewish. A he Jewish, is Jewish. He's Jewish. Yeah. So he 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 becomes LA's first Jewish mayor. A first Jewish mayor, which is, is that interesting. really is that yeah, true? But that's th- true. what does that show about uh, LA that they'll have a Hispanic and a Jew before they have a woman? Because she would have been our first female mayor. Maybe she women wasn't ain't good coming enough. up in LA. Maybe she just wasn't w- good enough. You know why? Because it's Los Angeles. It's a predominantly Hispanic community, and you know what? <laughs> it's still a machismo city. Okay, we <laughs> she- just came off a Latino mayor, so they don't want a white woman mayor, dude. She's la vieja, dude. She doesn't know how to make tacos, eh? <laughs> but I like Wendy Girl. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. All right. So one of the crazy stories of the day, um, a, British, <laughs> a British soldier was attacked on the streets of London uh, earlier in what's being called a terror attack. Um, a man thought to be a serving British soldier. He was killed by two armed men in a frenzied attack. Uh, witnesses say the man was hit by a car, then hacked with cleavers, and ah. his body dumped in the middle of the road in southeast London. Um, he basically, he, he he's in a video. He was actually caught on, on video uh, talking to the camera. His hands are bloody. He's got a machete and a knife in his hand. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty they, crazy. They caught the attack on video? No, they didn't catch the attack on video. They caught the aftermath mm-hmm. of it. He goes up and he talks to the camera and kind of explains why he did what he did. In a South London street... A man with bloodied hands, carrying a knife and machete, approaches a camera and tries to justify what has just happened. I apologise that women had to witness this today, but in our land, our women have to see the same. You people will never be safe. Remove your governments. They don't care about you. He then it's walks crazy. back up the road. It's it's really back crazy. I, the victim of this attack. I can't even believe that someone did man? something like that. It sounded like he had a well uh, an African accent. No, he's actually believed to be uh, British. Oh. Yeah, but but you know he was uh, but they're Muslim because they were yelling right. uh, so, uh, what uh, uh, sh- what's, what did they sell again uh, uh, Allah Akbar uh, yeah something you know Allah something um, Allah cart Allah chingada yeah Allah <laughs> chingada <laughs> but uh, he also went on to say that this British soldier is an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth uh, you want Allah cart arm leg toe here's the deal the interesting <laughs> thing is the guys there was two guys right, right? and they actually. Ran over the guy, you said. Yeah. And then they hacked him. They hacked him pretty good in front of people. And in the video, you see the guy's holding like a, his hands are bloodied. His and hands are completely covered in blood. You could see a machete and or a meat or, cleaver. Or a, cle- a meat cleaver. I mean, and then a, and then a, a large knife, very sharp knife, and they're all completely covered in blood. And they stood around to wait for the police. Yeah. That's crazy. And then, and then the, the you know the fact that he they actually turned themselves in the fact that he actually well he didn't I, I wouldn't say he really turned himself in but but the fact that he actually talked to the camera was what yeah. amazed me you know to explain this is what I did and this is why I did it yeah I watched the video and the guy walks up to the guy. cameraman which I'd be freaking out because he yeah. has blood in his hands and two knives would and you would you stay and, ca- and I would have to but I would Not be Chattake, have to I've, that, do they give you hazard pay for that no but then Chattake, that's what, man I get paid pretty good dude where's your Mexican at. Dude, I got balls, dude. 
I know there's been times when people fuck with you and you got your camera and you are where you're you got one foot back to make sure because if someone's gonna knock you you're not gonna mm-hmm. you want to go off balance and you're ready you're ready to, to to bail and and you and I was thinking when I watched the video what what would I have done I would have kept my distance as he approached <laughs> me yeah um, but the guy actually turns around and walks back and forth pacing over the over the mm-hmm. body. And they waited for the police. I think they, they wanted waited, to make a statement. They waited for the police, and the two suspects were actually um, – they got in a confrontation with police. They were injured. One, the suspect that we heard from the video, he was actually shot by police, so he's at the hospital as far as we know wow. uh, right now. Now, the soldier uh, that was killed, he was apparently on his way back to the uh, military barracks that are in that part of London. I forget what they're called, but uh, the British Prime Minister, uh, David, David, <laughs> David Cameron, called this a uh, – he called it a terror attack. He said, we will never buckle to terror. You know what? And I, I, good on you, Prime Minister. I'm pissed off. I'm sick and tired of these terror attacks. This goes back to my Patriot Pass. I'm going to bring up Benghazi again because no one, when I brought it up in 912, when it, the day after it happened, everyone got on my case about calling me a freaking racist. Well, you know what? It's all coming out. And our president, you know, was afraid to call the fact that it was a terrorist attack in, in Benghazi. Good on the prime minister who straight up said it wasn't a mugging gone bad. It wasn't just a crazy on drugs or some guy who's blaming it on a freaking film. He straight up said this is a terror attack. Good on you, prime minister, for having balls and sticking to it. And the president of our of our country did not do that. I'm going to bring that up in our Patriot Pass in a little while. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Our next story. Now with uh, Memorial Day coming up uh, this weekend, the unofficial start of summer, I thought this story was pretty fitting. It's about swimming pools. Swimming pools are quite poopy, if you didn't know. Huh? They're poopy. And I'm getting ready to explain why. <laughs> Before you do, hold on. There are many words under the big bright sun. This is very fitting for you. Like artichoke and robot and locomotion. But there is one word that's the best of the best. Beautiful and poetic. Everybody it together. stands above the rest. Everyone together. Ready? That is poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, man. So the uh, Centers for Disease Control, uh, they uh, released a morbidity and mortality weekly report, wow. and they um, found... Uh, Let's see here. They found a lot of samples of E. coli in public pools. Ugh. Now, where does this E. coli come from? It comes from obviously fecal bacteria, yeah. where people where people people don't uh, shower or rinse off before they get in the pool. Um, a lot of kids, you know, do that, or sometimes they just straight up, you know, poop in the yeah. pool. I, I remember being a kid and seeing those little you know, those turds floating I along. I remember that. Yeah, I've seen that. So. Um, but yeah, basically during uh, during last year, last year's swimming pool season, they uh, went and collected 161 filter samples wow. from public pools, and in Yuck. 90 in 93 of these samples, uh, researchers found the fecal uh, indicator E. coli, and they believe it came from swimmers either washed off their bodies or via solid bowel movements. Uh, now, the thing about uh, this is. Um, you know, the report suggests that swimmers need to bathe or swim before they get in the pool. If they're sick with diarrhea, don't get in the pool. Don't put other people's health at risk. Because you're going to shart. But don't they put chlorine in there and shit? <laughs> but chlorine can get it well, all. Well, they, they do put chlorine in if there you've got, if you if you if you've got If you've got big, you know, 
log-sized turds floating in the pool, <laughs> there's not much that the chlorine's going to do because they're in the pool. My brother and I grew up in uh, my brother and I grew up in Baldwin Park, and near Baldwin Park uh, in Southern California, there's a uh, uh, in in the city of Irwindale, there's a, a uh, Santa Fe Dam, Santa Fe Park Dam and Recreation recreational area, area. and uh, that has a little lake to, for you to swim in. The last time, fucking, the very last time I went puddle, in, eh? the very last time we went swimming there <laughs> I, was the last time I went swimming there because I remember coming up. Mm-hmm. I literally came up, one of those things where you're swimming, you kind of come up from, uh, from some, being submerged, you come up kind of slowly. <laughs> right in front of my face as I came up was a turd yeah, that's floating. Pretty, that's pretty nasty. That was the last time I ever I don't, sw- I don't. I don't. swim in lakes. I don't do lakes, creeks, rivers. Uh, none of that stuff. Hey, you know the. Uh, you know on the, the the bathroom tissue rolls. You know the little cardboard at the end. Yeah. Soak that thing really, really good, and then squish it up, and it looks like a piece of turd. Eh? Put it on the on the seat. <laughs> I swear to you. Have you done that? No, done, my wife this? threw that shit on me, man. Uh, wow. She pulled. <laughs> wow, you guys are just two That's peas on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, basically, the moral <laughs> of the story is, um, you know, be careful at swimming pools. Obviously, don't drink or swallow any of the water. And uh, if you haven't rinsed off, don't get in. Don't put other people's health at risk. <laughs> now, moving on to my favorite story of the day. Uh, the man that was arrested for a late night supermarket feast. <laughs> now, I've, I used to work in a supermarket and I've had my share of supermarket feasts. You know, because I, you know I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I used to work third shift at a supermarket. We would stock shelves. Sometimes we'd have a snack or two you know, late night after the managers left. And uh, but the funny th- th- uh, this story is out of Kentucky. Um, the man was arrested. He was um, he went into a cl- he was in a closed supermarket outside of Louisville. And uh, the manager says he found 57 empty whipped cream cans in the garbage when he arrived the next morning. <laughs> uh, he was huffing, what? dude. What he was you? huffing. Empty containers of what? A uh, whipped cream. He was huffing them. The, uh, the What's thir- that? 30-year-old oh. suspect, he was charged after he was found in the ceiling of the store. Surveillance video from the store showed that he cooked and ate six steaks, washed them down with beer, and topped off his meal with shrimp and birthday cake. Uh, yeah. Well, it was his birthday, maybe. So he had, he had a great meal <laughs> and a great time. No word yet on how uh, how long he's going to. The guy was hungry. And he knew, you know what? After, he probably had his first meal. And he realized, oh, shoot, I'm on, I'm on camera. Yeah. I'm busted. I might as well have a, be- a feast before a I beer. Have a Because beer. I'm going to be eating you know bread and water for you know, a while. Now, police say that uh, how he got into the store was he he slipped in and hid while the employees were closing it for the night. So this guy must have been planning it. Like he. Planned. Well, you know what? To be honest, with you know, you know, like I said, I used to work in a supermarket, and to be honest with you, it's really not a difficult thing to do because when we're closing up for the night, um, it, it's hard to see what's going on throughout the store. We, you know, we, we, we you oh, know, yeah. we walk down the aisles and we do aisle checks and things like that. But if someone's hiding in the bathroom or anything like that, we may not catch it. You know There's what? There's a I, lot of places in a supermarket you can hide. A supermarket is replete hide, with hiding places. I would yeah. hide in the beer section, eh? Dude, you could go. That's where. I mean, you could go. Can, you, could, you could go in the trash <laughs> totally can. You could there. go inside of a giant freezer. Behind the dog food. I mean, anywhere. The beer section. There are section? a lot of places to hide a in freezer? a supermarket. The beer section. If you, yeah, think about it. There's a lot of places. There's you a can lot hide. of places you could hide. Yeah, I would be right there next to the IPAs. And the L's, right there, eh? <laughs> so the next time you go to the supermarket, think about how you can have that next big feast. <laughs> what, what, what aisle would you feast on there, bro? What, what would be your aisle I, to feast I on I told you, the IPAs and the L's, eh? They're so rich and fucking yeasty. You don't, you can, it's a whole sandwich in a can, eh? I'd probably hit the, ba- I'd probably hit the bakery section first. 
definitely. <laughs> definitely. So you start with dessert first? And start that, with dessert first. And that's coming from Jeff Johnson, who shows up at parties with his empty Tupperware. I do. That is something that's that I do. That's a fact, eh? I've seen it. It happened at Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's right. And, 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 and I have no shame in my game and, either. And, and you know what? Uh, he's welcome anytime in my house, man. Anytime, home. You know, anytime. When, you're th- when you're 3,000 miles away from home-cooked meals, you'll do whatever it takes to make it last as long as possible. Right on, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. That is it laundry? for the news and dirty laundry today. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, straight out of NBC. Voiceover artist, multimedia journalist, Mr. Jeff Johnson. And hey, if you're listening out there and need voiceover work, contact me. Hey, tell me where to contact you, man. Contact me on Twitter at Real Jeff Johnson. You can find me on Facebook, Jeff Johnson. Or you could hit up the brothers, the twins, and they'll tell you how to get in touch with me as well. All right, guys. We'll be right back with Aaron Rossi from Ministry. Also, my Patriot Pass and uh, Angels Chill Lounge. We'll be right back. Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. That, uh, you're listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Angel. And I'm Jose. And uh, right now we're going to go uh, do a music break. But when we come back, we're going to have Aaron Rossi, uh, a Grammy-nominated drummer from the cool-ass band Ministry and my brother's Patriot Past. But here you go. Here's a song from Ministry called N.W.O.
listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel and uh, that was NWO by Ministry uh, uh, whom we're going to have the drummer from Ministry, uh, Aaron Rossi in a little while, but now my brother is going to exercise the biggest muscle in his body, his mouth with his Patriot Pass. Every week I have what I call the Patriot Pass. It's an opportunity for me to just rant. And for me to gag. Because you know what? (laughs) We have our rights, our rights, our constitutional rights are, are like muscles. If we don't exercise them, they will shrink. And you know what? I'm going to bring up uh, the, the last week on the News and Dirty Laundry, uh, Jeff Johnson talked about the, um, the assault on the First Amendment scandal in the White House trifecta, and I'm talking about it. And to me, it is likened to a terrorist organization, and that's why this week's <laughs> This week's Patriot Pass, I'm asking the president, Mr. President, is your administration a terrorist organization? Well, how does the dictionary define it? Terrorist, a radical who employs terror as a political weapon. Terror, the use of extreme fear in order to coerce people, especially for political reasons. Historically, the IRS has been an entity that struck fear in many a taxpayer's heart. But until now, it has been mostly devoid of political partisanship. To utilize such a powerful government entity to intimidate and harass your so-called political enemies is a terror tactic, Mr. President, intended to discourage and scare any political opposition. Also, to have your Department of Justice conduct espionage on journalists, the sentinels of civil justice, the only true oversight of any government is also a terror tactic, Mr. President. What a most effective way to strike down the mere thought to whistleblow on this government than by stripping away the last one of the most sacred journalistic creeds that a reporter's sources will remain anonymous. Uh, and, And Benghazi. To bow down and apologize to a terrorist regime for a crappy film which had nothing to do with the attacks on our embassy and the deaths of four Americans? Mr. President, you were saying sorry for the existence of our First Amendment. To use an American citizen's ill-conceived freedom of expression as your scapegoat is a dereliction of duty. If the President of the United States of America is supposed to do one thing, it is to uphold our Constitution... You took that oath, Mr. President, and you apologized to our enemies for it. Our enemies, the terrorists. Our administration, the terrorists. And that is my Patriot Pass. Okay, that was my brother exercising his biggest muscle, uh, his mouth, and uh, (laughs) talking about terror. Hey, you know, that's... 
Tara's like my wife, eh, when I don't give her a massage, eh? <laughs> You know, she, she's eh? listening. <laughs> Orale, Tara, otra vez. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, man. I'm, ladies and gentlemen, listen to what's going on. Watch what's going on. This is a soft tyranny. This is what you call a soft tyranny. I don't care if it's a Democrat <laughs> or Republican or a, a whatever. Soft tyranny. It's a soft tyranny, and it becomes a hard tyranny if we don't say something or do something about it. <laughs> Anyways, on to our show. We've been talking about it all day long about this, and uh, I'm really excited. to. We were just listening to a track from Ministry, um, NWO, New World Order. Talk about, uh, you know, you know, premonition, you know? Yeah, uh, well— the- uh, our next guest is has been uh, Grammy nominated uh, f- uh, for um, uh, uh, as part of a drummer, being the drummer from the rock band Ministry. Uh, also, uh, at the age of twenty, toured over uh, in Europe for thousands and thousands of people. I'm going to ask him what that's all about. I'd like to uh, know. Yeah, with the band, uh, hardcore metal uh, punk band Shelter, which then later he became a drummer for hire. And next awesome. thing you know. He's on ministry. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Grammy Award nominated drummer, Aaron Rossi. Hey, 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 hey. Thanks for having me. What's up, Aaron? Thanks for thanks Show. for hanging out. Thanks for coming out here, all the way out here to Theo Luis's garage, stepping over the leaf blower, enduring my brother's <laughs> craziness, and hanging out with us, bro. It's cool. Thanks. Hey, thanks for coming, man. I, I, I'm totally tripping out on the fact that we have ministry drummer. I checked you, you guys out. <laughs> Somebody took me to – actually, I went to Lollapalooza. My brother gave me some tickets years ago, years and years ago. Yeah, it was awesome. Because he, he won these tickets, and I'm like, who's ministry? At the time, I didn't know who ministry was. Mm-hmm. And you guys kicked my ass. Eh? Oh, that's old school, yeah, with Jane's <laughs> Addiction and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I want to know, I wanna, at age 20, yeah, you ended up touring in, in Europe. How is that for like a 20-year-old? Eh? Yeah, first time I went out. Was uh, two and a half months in Europe. Wow! In a in a van in one of those Sprinter vans uh-huh. with nine people, <laughs> uh, merchandise, gear, uh. and the fo- and the food left over from the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the first band I toured with was Shelter. They were a, a Hare Krishna band. Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. So they would. Uh, they would play in the uh, in the airport. We played. <laughs> we played. <laughs> <laughs> we would have Hare Krishnas come to our show in uh-huh. robes and with the top knots. Uh-huh. Um, and before I would hit the stage, they'd get on their hands and knees and say Harry Bull and so they would kiss like, my feet. I'm like, hey, really? what's up, dude? Really? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Hey, Aaron, one of our listeners, Maria Guerra, just chimed in on what's your up, picture. Maria? She says, hello. She's saying hello. Hola. Hola, Maria. Hey, Maria. Thanks for listening. Que tal? Hey, so I, where are you originally from, eh? I was born in Rhode Island, back east, and uh, my family relocated to Rancho Cucamonga, California, when I was seven years old. Okay, so that was before it was called Rancho then. Before it was, it was just called Cucamonga. Cucamonga. <laughs> <laughs> then they started building shit, and they call it Rancho all nice and shit. <laughs> it's the fastest growing city in the United States. Is it? Yeah. I, I see it. I it's didn't know way that. way overpopulated now, yeah. Interesting. But uh, pretty much all there was to do out there was go to the mall. And then uh, once I started playing music, um, just became friends with all the musicians around town and was headlining all the pizza restaurants. You there's, know. There, 
<laughs> really? It's oh, good. Yeah. It, it's good to know that something came out of uh, Rancho Cucamonga, dude. <laughs> Thanks. <man. laughs> I great. think Sammy Hagar is out of Fontana. Fontana, is yeah. It, <laughs> is he really? Right down the freeway. Sammy and, a, and a backup guitar player for the Gin Blossoms went to my high school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> remember them? Yeah, old school Gin Blossoms. I remember yeah. them. I uh, forgot Let Me Sleep in Your Couch or something <laughs> like that, the song says. Like that. I think they were the Hey Jealousy band. Huh? There you go. Hey yeah. Jealousy. There you go. My bad. Right on. So, you you toured and you played with a bunch of. After that, you. Yeah. I mean, how how did you end up going over there in the first place? Like, say, I, I'm going to tour with a Harry Christmas band. Yeah, how I did was. That happen? I was in college and I was failing math class, so they put me on academic probation. <laughs> <laughs> I was spending a little too much time at the college pub, you know. Uh-huh. So. Rather than doing homework, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I got home. Uh, I, I started playing around uh, the studios, rehearsing at some of the studios, and. Uh-huh. Uh, eventually, uh, just you know, joined every band that came my way, uh-huh. and um, one of the, one of the guys that worked at the studio called me up, said, "Hey, there's a band here that wants to audition drummers for a tour. Do you want to come down?" I said, "Yeah." So I was the last one there. Uh-huh. I did the audition, and that was Shelter. They said, uh, "Do you have your passport?" I said, "No." Well, you need to get it quick because we're going to Europe in six days. Oh. Wow. You can get a passport that fast, or yeah. you, you if went you to rush, MacArthur Park. Yeah. Huh? No, you, <laughs> <laughs> if you Sashy rush, Sashy Alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I paid a little extra. You know. Okay. Right got on. it quick. Right on. So, awesome, dude. So you pull one of those, you know, get a, a express run on the uh, on the thing. But I want to go back to what what made you play drums. Everyone's got their own motivation because a lot of the guys want to be on front. They want to have the guitar slinging on their crotch and the girls screaming at them. Yeah. Why does somebody want to play drums? I, I, I wanted to play drums first. My family wouldn't let me. Um, my uncle, who was an Elvis impersonator, wow, he got me into <laughs> Clarence Clemens on the saxophone. So I decided to uh, play jazz saxophone. And, uh, you know, the drummers and jazz band, they were my homies, but they weren't paying attention to what was going on musically. So I uh, decided to start learning drums. And wow. Somebody gave me a pair of sticks, and I had a poster of Tommy Lee up on my wall and pretty much just air drummed and figured it out, you know. And so you you ended up playing with a bunch of other bands. So what what happened with the hookup with uh ministry uh i was playing in the band prong and prong was signed to alan angie jorgensen's record label 13th planet records uh they had kept up with me just through prong saw me record in the studio came and saw me play live and uh i was working a job in the la valley and they called me up said put your two weeks in you're gonna come out and play drums with ministry on the farewell tour and this and that and they didn't even audition they already had they knew uh they knew that stuff. i could jam yeah and tommy victor from prong had uh put in a good word for me okay let me let me ask this thing eh? because i i really dig the industrial metal but some of the metal heavy metal stuff eh? you know I, it's pretty dope i dig the guitars eh? but i don't understand what they're saying eh? it sounds like it hurts <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> no <laughs> Now, uh, but like here, like here in LA, there, you know, we don't have like really good. T- I'm sorry to say this, but really good rock stations, right. uh-huh. you uh-huh. know. And it, we're really like, no, it's true. Dude. We're yeah. really lacking on good rock stations. Yeah, San here. Diego knows what what's up. Yeah, and some of the surrounding counties, uh-huh. but uh, we have K Rock. 
and so does New York. Uh -huh. And they they stay up with the hottest trends uh -huh. and force it down your throat. Right. And uh, so, you know, with a lot of the local bands, they want to get on the radio, and the only chance that they can get is a little thirty-second spot, you know, eleven thirty, you know, midnight. Uh -huh. on the station where hope that somebody's going to be up that's going to be into it you know it's uh -huh. really tough uh -huh. so it's like where do you have where do you think you've like, you've toured around the world right so where do you think are like the the, the most concentration if you europe. Will, of europe <laughs> really <laughs> yeah not not even brazil or or south america i have i've spent so much time in europe uh-huh uh the thing about going to japan going to south america is the cost to get there is uh -huh. astronomical so um you know, at the end, at the end of the tour, sometimes you break even. You're lucky if you you're making. Oh. Um, so it's difficult for for bands to travel. You know, especially with figuring out gear and mm -hmm. transportation and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Europe is uh, very organized, very well put together. Uh, ministry uh, deals primarily with the Germans, and wow. uh -huh. sure. our, our techs are German. Our tour managers are German. The booking agent is German. Mm -hmm. Uh, everything's on time. Everything's organized. Everything's clean, and it's perfect so do you think, <laughs> all the time. So, you think that, do you think that with the advent of like uh, of like the iPod and, and people just downloading singles and all that good stuff, and the access of videos on YouTube, how does touring change? I mean, is it is it the cool thing uh, which I did for the first time on the last ministry tour was keep the fans up to date when we were in rehearsals i set up a little drum cam cool this is day one day oh, cool. two day three day four um just to show them what we're working on and uh and then also out on the road when we played major shows in front of you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people um i'd post videos so they could see exactly what i was seeing going into the festival oh, that that's sort of great because the, the exact media that is that is that can hurt the industry. Mm -hmm. You, if you exploit it right, could be utilized to help promote. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm doing it just to uh, get my name out there and get the band's name out there. Awesome. But uh, give other, you know, musicians a chance that are from Rancho Cucamonga or Rhode Island cool. to, <laughs> to see what it's what it's like. You cool. know, I did it, so can you, man? Check this out. Wow. You know. So you and you, your your endeavors have brought you through the social media, and now. They have brought you to Twin Times. <laughs> You're part of the Twin Pire now, Holmes. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, my brother was, triplets. My brother was saying that you're also um, uh, you're managing bands now, huh? Yeah, man. Um, I think it's something I've always wanted to do. Really? I I just didn't know how to get into it until uh, a band from Russia came along and said, "We want you to be our manager." Uh huh. We believe every ounce of our bodies believes that you are the man for this job. They just called you out of Those the blue. They they stalked <laughs> me on the Facebook like KGB. What what, <laughs> hey, what what band's this? They're called Blast Unit Moscow. Oh, right on. Here's this. What's one of their tunes right here? Oh yeah.
That's Bloodshot Alex Price by uh, Blast Unit Blast Moscow. Blast Unit Moscow, yeah. So they just called you out of the blue. They said, hey, I'd like that drummer to manage me. What? Yeah, they stalked me. They they set up fake profiles on the Facebook and, oh, really? and watched my posts. And one day, I I put up a, you know I put up a Pantera video. Then I put up a Yanni video. Then I put up a Jimi <laughs> Hendrix video. And uh, they wrote me and said, "Seems like you have a pretty eclectic ear for music. Would you like to hear our music?" Uh-huh. So I said, "Yes, yeah, send it along." And I listened to it. I heard songs like this. I'm like, "You got to be kidding yeah, me!" Yeah, they're good. I'm like, "We're." You guys sound like Oasis or something. Yeah. Well, we play with the Oasis. <laughs> Oasis are our friends, and they oh. endorse us. They like oh. us. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is great, man. You guys sound like the Beatles or something. Uh-huh. Well, we were produced by Martin Youth Glover from the band Killing Joke, uh-huh. and he is Paul McCartney's producer. Oh, right on. I'm like, well, this all makes sense now. That's why it sounds so good. Jeez. <laughs> so you, no, that's why you have that sensibility of a manager. You're ever to pinpoint all that stuff. I <laughs> know what to look for. Um, you know, I try to see uh, uh, how they're doing on social media, of course. Cool. It's a big thing now. Um, you really got to do your research because some bands got huge numbers on there, but they got like one like on a post or right. uh-huh. One comment from mom, you know. <laughs> you got to be careful, make, uh, right. you know, who you're getting involved with. And uh, it's just so easy to uh, fake it till you make it on there, uh, you know. Right. But uh, after hearing the music, doing research with all the bands I'm managing, uh-huh. they're all legitimate, legitimately uh-huh. awesome bands. And you got a band that, uh, that uh, actually is playing tonight. Yes, yeah, Sangre, heavy metal band from uh-huh. Southern California. Playing at Friar Tucks, actually, in Laverne. Okay. Going on uh, right now, I think, around yeah. 9, 9.30. Sangre. Sangre, which they're means uh, blood in blood. Espanol. Is, is that because they're Hispanic guys? Full. The, the band is completely uh, Hispanic. Yeah. Right on, right on. This is one of their tunes here. Oh, yeah. been associated with Sangre? Uh, Sangre came along right after Blast Unit Moscow. Uh-huh. Uh, I, the band's, Sangre has been around for 13 years, so okay. I'm, I'm very familiar with the band. Uh-huh. Uh, my old band, Ankla, uh, used to per- perform shows with them as well. Uh-huh. Ankla was a Latin heavy metal band that got signed and, and got on Ozfest. Uh-huh. So um, when I met Sangre, I felt like I have already been in their shoes before mm-hmm. and uh, wanted to take the same, a similar path that my old band Ankla had taken, which means pretty much just get out there and play as many shows as possible uh-huh. wherever you can play. So we have a tour set up in June. We're going to go uh, to the Northwest, uh-huh. do a circle, come back down. But the first show of the Sangre tour is June 7th with Fear Factory out in Las Vegas. And tonight they're playing at 
45? Yeah, out Friar Tux and Laverne. Okay, so we're going to play one of their full songs right now. Why don't you introduce it? Sangre, Rude Awakening, off the album The Great Tribulation.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And uh, you were, you're, we're talking to Aaron Rossi from Ministry, and we just played a track from, uh, tell us what about the track. Sangre, Root Awakening, off the album The Great Tribulation. And that's a band that Aaron Rossi is now managing. He is, in, aside from uh, playing uh, behind all these awesome groups like Prong, uh, all these guys, ministry, now you're managing these up-and-coming bands. Yeah, that's uh, Sangre is the most brutal band that I manage. That is a brutal song. Pretty, pretty brutal. Cool. Tell us and, about and it. If you want, and yeah, if you want to listen to or watch them perform tonight. Yeah, they're going to be out at Friar Tux in Laverne. Uh, if you don't catch them tonight, they're going to be on tour soon, starting uh, June 7th in uh, Las Vegas with Fear Factory. Going to head up to Northwest. Spill the Sangre tour. I want to say, uh, uh, Maria Guerra posted on your picture again. She says, great interview, loving it. Thank you for having Aaron on the show. P- Gracias. P.S. Awesome that he speaks Espanol. Ay, Dios mío. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Maria. So, yeah, t- tell us a little bit about this track. That was one of, like, you. I like the, the, the what you said, brutal. Yeah, super brutal. Uh, these guys live, eat, breathe heavy metal. Uh-huh. Thirteen years they've been around, and uh, what a dope uh, album cover it has too! It's it's got the uh, an uh, uh, like a, a pyramid, like a, yeah. uh, a Mesoamerican area uh, pyramid holding a heart. Yeah, like they just pulled out the heart from during uh, a uh, a Aztec uh, uh, what do you call it sacrifice. sacrifice. And that album is available on Amazon.com. Right on. <laughs> So there tell us go. about are these guys. They're 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 they sing in Spanish. Mm-hmm. They they uh, how big is this this genre in in the uh, Latin community? Uh, it's growing. It's growing. Um, when I played with that Ancoa group, we had gone to uh, Puerto Rico with a three song demo and still had two thousand people at our at wow. our show. Wow. Um, heavy metal is huge in the Mexican Latin American community. Okay, as a meddler, do you have, like, metal stories? <laughs> you know, like, it can only happen to a metal guy? Yeah, because, you know, there's certain things do that you have don't happen going, to, to Yanni the, when he's in concert. At the airports, do you have a problem going through the metal detector? <laughs> I always get pulled up, over to the side for extra screening. Yeah, yeah. Secondary screening. Yeah. But, I, I'm, you know, I raise my voice and <laughs> pull managerial Rossi over here. And it's, it's because I have tattoos, huh? Yeah. It's because of my piercings, right? You're profiling. <laughs> Quite, they probably like, well, Mr. Rossi, indeed, it's, pleasure. it's the piercings. They're, they're metal, aren't they? <laughs> and this is wood. a metal detector. <laughs> hey, so Leave not, me alone. And not, not only, so you're teaching? Yeah, I am teaching a master class at the Musicians Institute. Wow. I taught one last week now, coming up on Friday. What, uh, calculus? Two to four. <laughs> teaching a master drum class. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, the last session, I talked about um, touring and being mm-hmm. a professional drummer. Mm-hmm. And now this next time, I'll go over recording and songwriting. Uh-huh. It's from 2 to 4 at the Musicians Institute. Uh-huh. If you're a student over there, come on by. I know you got classes to go to, but I'll try to work it in there. And if you want to ditch it, just get the podcast and listen to this, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got I'm it. coughing over here, so uh, yeah. please let our listeners know where to. I'm coughing. <laughs> you may be laughing. 
Let our listeners know where they can find you, your social media, your information, ministry, all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm on the Facebook, Aaron Rossi. Got Aaron Rossi Drums is my fan page. Uh, unfortunately, my Facebook reached the 5,000 friend limit. I'm going to start a new a new friend page. Oh, stop new... bragging. <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I put a post on there and said, I only know three of you, and everybody got really upset. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we I used to dunk on you in your front yard, man. <laughs> Shout out to Mitch. <laughs> anyway, so thanks so much for coming on our show. Thanks for hanging out, thanks coming so all the much. way over here. That's what is cool. that you're smoking, Brad? Yeah. What is that? I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes, so this thing is coming through clutch for me. It's a <clears throat> basically eat? a little uh, electronic cigarette vaporizer. I got uh, uh, liquid nicotine in there. It's strawberry flavor. Wow. I know it's a little fruity, but... It's helping, me, it's helping me. But you're kick not, it. right? <laughs> no. But um, it's just helped me kick it. You know, it's helped me kick it. Anyhow, that's Aaron Ross, a Grammy Award winning drummer from the band Ministry, uh, managing bands now, a whole bunch of them. And tonight, uh, you can check out the group Sangre performing Warehomes. They're going to be at Friar Tucks in Laverne. Laverne, eh? So you got time after the show to just shoot on out there, eh? Yep. Bring your mouthpiece and your nose guard. Yeah. <laughs> and a helmet. Hey, dude, yeah. Laverne is a sleepy little town. Yeah, man. I know. You're going to wake everybody <laughs> You're gonna up. You're going to wake everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tonight's going to go uh, gonna go wild. Okay. Anyways, thanks so much for being with thanks us, Aaron. Lot, we really appreciate it. Did you already give your your website? Yeah, he just did. Man. Oh, well, yeah, awesome. I'm on the book. Okay, I'm You know, short. just get on the Googs. <laughs> and on just, the Googles or, and put in Aaron Aaron Rossi. Or just go to Twin Talk Show's Facebook, uh, our Facebook at Twin Talk Show. Either he's one of our likes, and uh, you can find him there. But Thanks, <laughs> new ministry album coming out September sixth. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hey, you get, what's the name of it? Can you give that a- from Beer to Eternity? Ah, uh, I like it. Hey, maybe you can get uh, the guys to come on. That down. sounds like last night. No. Eh? <laughs> come on down when it drops, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, man. Thanks, uh, guys. We'll be thanks a lot, man. We'll be right back with Angels Chill Lounge. Choo. Great. Kick back. Just be quiet. 
Don't speak or even think another word. Turn off the news. Do not engage in debate. If you're angry, bite your tongue. And if you feel like you have to say it, chances are you shouldn't say it. You see, many times we feel strongly on something that we proceed to speak out without full comprehension of what we say or its implications. Or we may find ourselves succumbing to an unwise thought or feeling imposed on us simply by lending our attention to it. Just be quiet. Don't say anything to others or yourself. And if it's negative, don't lend your attention to it. Just be still. Listen to yourself breathe. Let your vibrations settle and align in harmony with nature. To clear your mind. Let it all subside and you'll all you'll be all right, homes. Chill. One love. And that's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge. And we'd like to thank you again for listening to us on TwinTalkCast.com. Hey, Terry Wynn in Nebraska. Thanks for listening again, Holmes. Lulu chimed in after your chill lounge and says, Angel, in other words, callate cabron. Orale. We want to thank our guest, V. Aaron Rossi from Ministry and all those other bands. And now the the music mogul manager for being with us here today. Thanks gracias, for Angel. Gracias, Jose. Orale. A sus órdenes. A sus órdenes. Este lugar es mucho bueno. <laughs> right on, Holmes. Also, thanks to uh, Jeff Johnson for sitting in and doing the News and Dirt Laundry sitting in for Jackie. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks for bringing the poop. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> also want to thank from NBC Los Angeles, uh, John Caddy's Klimak, who called in from the ground in Oklahoma, giving us uh, the uh, scene setter of what it's like in Oklahoma City and or in Moore, uh, Oklahoma. He's going to be, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can watch his story tonight at 11 p.m., uh, the latest on what's going on. Right on, Klimak, when you come into the garage. Anyway. <laughs> no more tornadoes, eh? <laughs> anyway, we want to thank you all for listening to us. <laughs> You're killing the vibe, Angel. <laughs> we want to thank you all for listening. And uh, I do have a, I do want to say to uh, Carson. Carson, I know you're listening. That's Carson of Daily Fame. Car- What's up, Carson Daily? Hey, I mic'd you one time, eh? I one of the red carpet affairs. You probably don't remember me, Holmes. Listen, Carson, I know you're taking care of the kids. You're a good man and a good father, and you're working hard. We're looking forward to having you on our show. Uh, we will make it worth your while. You will sit in front of two awesome twins. And That's we'll it. have water this time, eh? All right, we'll see you in a little <laughs> we while. We won't make you fetch it. We'll see you soon, Carson. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Check us out on Facebook on Twin Talk Show. And also on Twitter, Twin Talk Show. And uh, look out for this on our um, website. This will be archived later on on TwinTalkCast.com and on iTunes because we are iTwins. And so uh, don't forget, uh, friend us, chat us up, all that good stuff. Next week, see you, see you then. Bye. Good night, everybody. Choo.